This is Internet Marketing. And welcome to episode 48 of Internet Marketing, where we bring you the word from the experts on how to use the internet as part of your marketing machine. Internet Marketing is brought to you, as always, by AIDigital.com. And in today's show, we talk to Kevin Newman and Helen Trendle about some recommended books for internet marketing. And I speak to Ian Oswald of Procasts and Show Me Do about the how and why of screencasting. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Internet Marketing, episode 48. I am with Kevin Newman and Helen Trendell. Now, today's show, we're talking about um, books, of all things. I mean, we're very used to um, looking at um, screens with writing on, and books are a new invention that uses a substance called paper, which is made from wood, uh, that you can look at without any power at all. And um, Kelvin and Helen have got some book recommendations on internet marketing, which we would like to talk about today, because I think... I think some people do like reading, don't they, Calvin? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for reading on a on a you know bit of paper as opposed to a screen. You can definitely read for longer, and it's a bit more involved. I mean, a lot of this sort of spun out that this year I made a bit of a New Year's resolution challenge to myself that I was going to try and read a bit more because you know we spend all day researching blogs, reading Twitter, listening to podcasts, and that kind of thing. And it's it's all very great for getting information about internet marketing, but there's a lot of great books out there which can really sort of talk about topics in a lot more depth than you would ever get from you know kind of a half hour podcast or a sort of 10-15 minute read of a blog really so my hope is to try and read a few of those that are out there and you know learn a bit more about you know the 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 work the way of doing marketing online really um yes there was two main books really that i've kind of like to highlight from the ones that i've been reading that i thought were quite helpful in some ways they're quite different and um, the first one is it's a little bit self-helpy to be honest with you it's um it's the four-hour work week by a chap called tim ferris i've heard about yeah, this yeah. i've heard about this this guy he's amazing isn't he yeah i mean he is about as american as it is possible to be um in that kind of you know very positive attitude but his book is basically a number of ways in which you can cut down the amount of hours that you're working in a week to just four hours which to a lot of us sounds very far out and yes it is a little bit far-fetched but what he does is quite clever he looks at it from a number of different ways and his basic premise is this that you could spend all your life working to get to your retirement when you're 60 65 or whatever but by that point you you know if you've been working really hard and you're really interested in things are you going to have the energy and the, the desire to do it so he talks a lot more about i don't having freedom now to, to to work now so i think that chimes quite a lot with you know kind of internet marketing people generally in terms of they want to get that work-life balance right so he talks about in a number of ways that, you know some of it's about outsourcing and using virtual assistants which can be quite handy if you've got you know lots of tasks that you're doing that you know might be repetitive or they you know might be something that it doesn't necessarily make sense to get someone in the uk and spend a fortune and um, getting them to do that which is quite interesting but also he talks a lot about kind of email management and what the great time suck that the email is. So he's got this whole thing that he kind of only checks his email, you know, very and rarely. And he goes through a process of how he can do that. So kind of going down to checking a couple of times a day and having a sort of really good auto responder that says, look, your email's important to me, but if you need me to respond in the immediately, phone me. Um, if not, I'm only checking my emails a couple of times a day. And he talks a lot of the kind of get 
things done style of like when you get an email do something with it don't just leave it there and don't let it interrupt you because if you're you know if you're kind of doing internet marketing it's quite a creative process and that kind of two second interruption when an email pops up in the corner of your screen can throw you off your flow for a good two or three minutes and when you've got something that could could be done in half an hour if you were focusing on it it can quite often end up taking two or three hours if you if you don't now i seem to remember that tim ferris um if i'm if i'm not mistaken uh, most of his businesses they're online aren't they they're internet businesses so this is very relevant to the internet marketer is it not yeah i mean he one of the main businesses he talks about in in, in the book you know he's worked on a number of businesses and he talks about you know his kind of failures and successes in the past but it's a kind of um vitamin supplement business essentially for bodybuilders and various kind of things like that and he talks a lot about ways of managing that online as well so you can be efficient so he talks a lot about a b testing you know which is something that i know we've covered quite a lot lot in the past but kind of the, the actual title of the book was decided by doing pay-per-click advertising so he was like well for my book to do well on the you know the bookshelves of wh smith i needed to have a great title and you know he used five or six different ideas he had put them in pay-per-click adverts saw which one did the best named his book after it and you know that i think to a certain extent had a, a huge part to play in its success i know when i saw the title it kind of certainly sparks a bit of interest there i know i've i haven't read the whole book but i've seen snippets of his book and one of the, i mean if there's anyone on this planet that can sort of pare down what you need to do to get results down to the absolute minimum the absolute minimum that will work effectively it's got to be this guy hasn't it tim tim ferris yeah he's he's just spot on at that really which i think does really well and i mean he's even got a blog out there now which he updates really you know not that regularly but he does in-depth you know posts and he's quite good as well in terms of he'll put how many words it is he'll put how long it takes to read he'll point out if you ask him reading this here's the two bits you need to look at the rest of it is you know, add value, but if you've only got five minutes, here's the bits to read, which I think is just kind of a good way of realising, really, for people working on the internet, your resource that you have is your time. And there's only a certain amount of that that you've got in the week anyway. There's only a certain amount you'd like to spend of that in a week. And then if you could spend less of that to get more done, that's, that's perfect, really. So, I mean, a great book. It is a little bit of that kind of, if you do this, it will change your life and you have to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. You know, I don't think I'd be able to pull off all the things he's trying to say, but it's quite inspirational and it gets you to think about things in a slightly different way to how you might have done in the past another one that i'd like to sort of point out is by two brothers called chip and dan heath and their book's called made to stick it's not specifically about internet marketing um it's kind of a little bit pre but it's about how you can create ideas which will spread which is a lot of the kind of it ties in with internet marketing and pr anyway in terms of why do some stories like the one, the one they've got on the back of the cover is why does everyone know this story about waking up in the middle of the night in a in a bath of ice that your kidneys have been stolen, but they don't know how much iron you should have in your diet. You know, the kidney story apparently there's no truth in that at all, or very little to substantiate that. But it's a urban myth that lots of people know and understand. But then something that's of vital importance, you know, how much iron you ought to be having in your diet, no one knows. And they've got a kind of good acronym they use to explain this and you know what's a good marketing book without a good acronym you know so there's this success with a one s at the end where they break down how you can make an idea um do well so the first one of those is making it simple which you know kind of stands to reason and they give some good examples of you know what make what is a simple story what isn't a simple story how you can take your story and make it more simplistic um, the U is unexpected, and at which point I'm now going to have to pull out the book and forget what the other ones are in case I get them in the wrong order. As he pages through the book. <laughs> so the next one is, the, yeah, so you've got simple, unexpected. So a story where you kind of find out something that you already know isn't that interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of 
what makes your story different to something that they would you know just completely understand already um you've then got concrete you know tying things down in a particular way if there's if it's not tangible if it's you know huge numbers it's kind of that if i can say to you okay every time you go on a holiday it kills you know 25 whales that's much better than it releases however many grams of carbon and all that kind of thing and tying it down on that one the next one i've got is credible so whether that's real life proof or kind of scientific academics or experts and the one that they talk about there which is really really good is that um it's jared um the bloke who did the subway diet and this was just not created at all by um any kind of marketing or pr stunt but it was basically this fat bloke in in america who started eating subways every day for lunch and lost a load of weight admittedly he was doing loads of other stuff and he wasn't eating most of the subways which are you know pretty well not poisonous but you know (laughs) pretty bad for you in some ways and but then he was kind of because it was someone they could associate with because they could see the pictures that gave the story credibility and the e they've got on their success is emotional which you know there's got to be an emotional hook in that story or angle and then finally shaping it is a story as well you know the whole human culture is built around sharing stories and ideas in that kind of way so a concept or a fact doesn't work as well as a story and in each of those sections they go through tell you how if you're trying to create a message how you can kind of build these into your your way of doing things but also taking examples of stories that have spread well and why they have done so it's a really good book from that point of view and you know one that i'd pretty pretty much recommend to anyone really especially if they're trying to promote businesses online so it's basically the, the idea of, of um, spreading memes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, good old um, Richard Dawkins memes there. I, I call it memes. I don't know why, whether there's a right way of yeah, saying it or I not. Um, you say memes, I say memes. I don't know what the right way is. But yeah, it's that kind of understanding what you can create that has a good propensity to spread virally. And the way that you know the web is going, it's all about sharing with that twitter whether it's facebook whether it's you know links to a story that makes you do well on seo or whether it's kind of viral video whatever it is the content that's doing well out there and the businesses that are promoting themselves effectively are touching into a kind of human condition that's there Mm -hmm. and you know that's a pretty good way of trying to understand how you can do that for your company so very recommended from me there's a song in there somewhere, and there's no, I say memes or memes, you say memes. We could sort of add, add fruits like perhaps tomato or tomato. Anyway, moving on to Helen. Um, Helen, you've got a couple of favourites as well, haven't you? I have indeed, and um, it's really funny that we were just talking about that because um, the book that I um, would like to recommend um, is a book called After Image by a guy called John Grant. And basically, he's a, a branding consultant, and he's sort of worked on some major campaigns. I think he was the guy behind uh, Chuck Out Your Chints for Ikea um, and has also worked on a lot of stuff for Sony and more recently Ministry of Sound and it's very much about sort of integrating the, the sort of creative process behind your marketing whether that be internet marketing or offline marketing and really working out how you can actually deliver creative ideas time and time again where do you start from when you've just got that blank piece of paper and you think right okay I've got some time and I've got to now deliver um, some sales or deliver some goal conversions Um, where do you start 
and he's got a great little model that I've used time and time again and I'd really like to share that with everyone here. Please do because I'd like to learn it as well because being creative <laughs> is one of those difficult things you can do. Unfortunately it's not in an acronym which oh, um, you know yeah I, I've thought about maybe rewriting it so that it could spell something but because um, I always seem to remember six things but I know that there's seven so I have got them pre-prepared here <laughs> and funny enough right at the top is mimetic media so basically um, what he's sort of talking about is you, you sort of have your business objective and then you have seven different types of media and that will cross online and offline and yeah the first one that I've got is mimetic media so that's 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 really really interesting that um, all these sort of books are coming together hang on is that magnetic or mimetic <laughs> or mimetic <laughs> what does it mean um, it's it's mems. So, so oh, right, meme like. I suppose meme like is what it's trying to get there. So I think it's, it's like, one of those made up words, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so mimetic as in um it's yeah, meme like. Um so really about viral ideas and spreading media that can be shared and um spread. Um so that's like the first kind of point of call. The second one is knowledge media. So that's more about what, as a brand, can you share? What piece of knowledge do you have that your competitors maybe don't have? What can you demonstrate yourself as an authority on this, on a subject as? So that might turn out to be an idea around a white paper or an article or a blog or something like that. The third one is reputation. So this is very much coming back to sort of traditional PR and I think now giving it a kind of modern twist, it's, I also look at this in terms of search visibility. Um, if you're looking for a certain type of product, that your reputation is equal to your positioning within search engines. Um, particularly if you're looking for a branded term, your reputation is on the line if you're not coming up in those, in, in those search results. The fourth one we've got is... Funny enough, story media. So again, back to um, uh, the books that Kelvin was talking about. And again, so the, the idea is that online PR story that captivates people's interest and helps your message to spread. The fifth type of media is dialogue media. So this is really thinking about how can your brand engage with not only your customers, but other groups and other publics that are out there. How can you um, add value to the conversations that are already going on? So, again, I think this book was written a few years ago now, but it still rings very true. Um, and I could kind of apply that sort of thinking maybe to, to Twitter and things like that now. Mm. And that leads nicely on to the, the sixth one, which is community media. Um, so again, this is how can you um, get into your community and um, again, engage with them? Could you create a platform on your own site? Could it be that you create an event to bring all these people together? How can you um, get them sort of talking to each other? And finally, the seventh type of media that he discusses is reality media. So how can you make your brand values and what your organisation is all about? How can you demonstrate that and, and give it life? If, if it's on the web, it's a bit, you know, you've, you've got maybe a photo or something like that. How can you actually demonstrate the product maybe working? Could you create a video? Could you um, add 
um, user testimonials, customer reviews? Could you maybe add sort of schematic plans for how it, it works out over a longer period of time and what else you can maybe add to it and mix in in with the product or service um, to, to actually see the results that you would get from it. Um, for example, for a, um, a hotel, you know, having a, a pic- pictures of the actual hotel itself and the actual rooms are really going to help to sell that as opposed to just having um, the outside of the hotel. So that's um, that book from John Grant, which, as I said, I've you know, been using for a, a long time now and I've mm. just found it really helpful to spark those creative ideas and what's it called again helen sorry the title of the book the title is after image and it was a follow-up i think to the first one which was the new marketing manifest hi this is kara swisher and i want to talk to you about my new podcast for the new york times called sway if you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about you need to hear how they answer the tough questions And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. Right. Um, So that's um, also a nice tie-in to the other book that I'd like to recommend, which is a book called, with an interesting title, called Meatball Sunday. Um, by um, marketing lord, cyber god, Seth Godin. Um, I've read a lot of Seth's books and um, there's always something in there to take away um, and use. Um, This particular book, Meatball Sunday, is kind of discussing the ideas behind sort of traditional marketing being the meatballs and the new kind of um, online marketing and social media and search, online PR, affiliate marketing, viral marketing, all being the new sort of ice cream sundaes with cherries and um, the real nice stuff. And there's lots of... um, kind of um, executives in the boardroom sort of saying right we want some of this um, this ice cream sundae stuff um, and not really fully sort of appreciating that you can't just add the traditional kind of meatballs together with it jam it together and the, the results are a not very nice combination um, so it, it's, it's it's very entertaining it's a very light read my favorite things about um, Seth's book are the way that they're kind of presented so they're written in um, sort of lots and lots of um, sort of articles and then they're put into chapters and then each of those chapters has, has a summary so if you want to just dip in and just get something from it you can quickly just dip in and out of the book similarly if you if you want to sit down and read all the way through it you can probably do that in a, in a couple of hours from from just literally dipping into the book over the last few days the main sort of things that I've taken from it are two kind of key points and one is you fundamentally have to relook at your business rather than just adding on um, sort of this newfangled marketing stuff on top. Um, it's all about looking inside the business first. How can you structure it so that it is going to be appealing um, to do all these um, sort of great sort of content development pieces and people need to be interested in the actual business so it needs to be very honest and more than anything the the fundamental thing is it needs to be useful so Mm. your your business and what you're offering needs to add value um, to your customers and that is the number one most important thing Mm. 
Kelvin, I can see you're itching to say oh, something. Yeah. Well, I think it comes down to a lot of things that, you know, it's in a few of the books here, and I know it's something Andy talks about a lot, a lot generally as well. Is it's, you know, to really be successful in social media and online, you've got to walk the walk before you talk the talk, really. So it's like you can't expect people to recommend your product online if your product isn't worthy of recommendation. And I think that's kind of one of the things Seth Godin gets at in that book is it's like it doesn't matter how you know nice your cream on top is if if what you're selling isn't up to scratch no one's going to recommend it so you've really got to understand where you're coming from and i think that's where marketers have really got it i mean and i think they do do this generally they've got to go okay well we've got to promote this business but if you in operations and delivery or manufacture aren't providing what our customers want there's no way that we can push that to people and i think that's where the internet's coming in is there's none of that kind of you can trick people anymore people will know if your product is rubbish you know they will read a review or someone else will put on their blog that they think it's rubbish they'll tweet that they've had terrible customer service so it's about just being good at what your company does really and then it will start to market itself but then there's lots of things you can do to push that and get more from it really which brings us um, very nicely back onto the second fundamental point from this book, which is make it shareable. So it's exactly that. It's the, it's the virtuous circle um, completing itself. So you've got a great product. People will talk about it. Um, but then you've also got us uh, internet marketers in between that can just help to um, help the, the traction along, if mm. you like. So there you go. Four book recommendations there. I'm trying to remember who, who it was that said... Uh, it might, it might have been Zig Ziglar, but I, I don't quote me on it. But apparently if you read on your chosen subject for 15 minutes a day, you can be an expert in a year, whatever expert means. But the power of reading, leaders are readers. All, the, all, these, all these sayings coming back to me now talking about the power of books. Yeah, and following on a little bit from you know, this one here, last month we were talking about Twitter and, sorry, and the hashtag IMPC. And we've had a good, good response to that with people using that Twitter tag. And I've been friending a few people that have been leaving comments. And before we started, me and Helen were saying that for the SiteViz blog, we'd like to put together a, you know, a post of all the sort of, you know, books that we recommend internally. And, you know, some of the ones we've heard friends talk about, and we'd love it if um, the listeners could, you know, drop us either a message, um, you know, via the, the, the usual sort of email address or on Twitter using the hashtag IMPC and let us know what your favorite books are. Cause we're going to try and put together like top 25, top 50 um, must read internet marketing books. So if anyone's got any advice on that and um, do let us know. And also just as a bit of a follow up from last month as well. Um, a few people have asked about the Twitter tweet sheet white paper that I'm putting together. The white paper, yeah. Yeah, um, it's just the final stage is coming together now and I've had some good feedback on that so it's just me being a little bit slow finishing off there. Perfectionist trying to get it all looking nice and tidy but that's on its way shortly as well. Thank you very much indeed uh, Kelvin Newman and Helen Trendle talking about their uh, chosen internet marketing books. Right, now on to the um, second part of the programme where I interview a chap by the name of Ian Oswald. Now Ian runs a, a website called Show Me Do where where people can upload videos uh, explaining how to do stuff online and on the computer. I spoke to Ian about the power of being able to explain to people how to do things. Enjoy. So here we are on a rather windy day outside in Pavilion Gardens in Brighton, and I'm uh, sitting with Ian Oswald. Hello, Andrew. 
Hello there. Now, Ian, let's just do a little bit of transparency at the front. Ian does own um, a business called Show Me Do. Is that correct, Ian? I own a, uh, yes, co-founder of the business Show Me Do, and uh, I run a screencasting company called Procasts. Okay. And uh, Procasts do screencasts for people. Screencast being a, a, a what, Ian? Uh, screencast is a video showing software in action. So it can show a web app uh, or desktop software running in a video. Uh, if you go to the Apple site and you see their videos, those are screencasts. Brilliant. Okay, so what we want to talk about today in this uh, brief interview is um, the reason why doing a screencast to promote your business or your product is a good idea. Thanks, Andy. So, uh, yes, I run a screencasting company and I've got a big thing about education. I love teaching people how, uh, how products and uh, how skills work. Uh, and so what I want to do in this interview is explain to you why you should be using screencasts in your website. Uh, now, a screencast is a demo of software you have a, say, a two- or three-minute video showing the software in action. This means that your first-time web visitor who's never seen your product before, rather than forcing them to wade through screens uh, of pictures uh, and text, trying to figure out if your product does what they need, instead they see it in action. They get a nice, comfortable voice walking them through the product. They see it going, uh, solving the problem that they've got. And at the end of it, they know whether your solution solves their problem. And if it does, fabulous, they can get involved. Now, I'm guessing that this type of approach is particularly good for people whose product is actually software is that, is that would that be right absolutely if your product if you've got a desktop software product on any platform or if you've got a web application then this is ideally suited for you of course if you've got a real world product uh, you've got a physical product that somebody uses in their hands then you can't use screencasting you're going to need to use a real world video uh, and we see that uh, advertised on telly all the time so we know that technique works but with software products pretty much nobody uh, is exploiting the technique of screencasting except perhaps for google and apple uh, and I'm really pushing for everyone to get involved with screencasting and try it out. Uh, you can get started with uh, paying no money at all, uh, and the results really can be quite dramatic. Now, how does somebody, uh, perhaps who isn't that technical, Ian, make a screencast? Right. Now, a couple of years ago, you would have to download a piece of software to your machine, uh, and there was software for Windows and for Mac machines. You'd install it and you'd run it, and it would capture the entire screen and the audio feed coming in from a microphone. So it's a bit like uh, a bit like using an editing piece of software on your PC. You have to have some savvy uh, using video editing software. Mm. It would record all your screen. You would have scripted uh, your presentation beforehand. So you're going to run through your presentation, showing your user, just like having a demo with a friend sitting next to you, showing them what's going on, clicking around, uh, and uh, at the end of it, you get a nice video which you can put onto the web. Now, in the last six months, there's been uh, some interesting developments. Three companies are now offering free web-based softwares. Uh, one of them is Jing by TechSmith. Uh, another one is Screen Toaster. And the third one is Screen Castle. Each of these, they're free services. You go to the website, you say, start recording. It downloads a small applet, and it just starts recording your desktop and the audio feed from your microphone. So you can get started with no money at all. Now, I've heard of Screen Toaster. Do they all work in pretty much the same way? That So basically, you download a, a small sort of client that runs on your machine and then it sort of uploads it to the, to the mothership as it were? Absolutely so uh, from what I remember Jing with Jing you download an applet which you install in your machine uh, and then that runs locally so every time you use a new machine you have to install this bit of software. Screen Toaster and Screen Castle they're using a Java applet inside the browser so you just click record and it just downloads what it needs you haven't got to install anything and it just starts recording off the bat. 
Okay, and do you get a chance to edit if you make a mistake, or do you have to sort of redo, redo it from the beginning? Uh, so that's the interesting thing showing the immaturity at the moment of the online recording software. With the online tools, you can't edit your video. You have to download what you've recorded and edit it offline. So on a Mac using uh, iMovie perhaps, uh, and on Windows uh, using one of the many editing tools. Mm. But if you're using the desktop-based software like Camtasia on Windows and ScreenFlow on a Mac, they always come with an editor built in so you can do all your editing there after you've recorded your video. Brilliant. Now, do we have any... Let me, let me just rephrase the question, because I know on your site, mm-hmm. on Procast, you're exposing some stats, aren't you, that show how effective having a screencast is? Well, actually, what I'm intending to do is uh, is show these stats from Show Me Do, because I'm a co-founder of that site. I've worked with clients and demonstrated some pretty interesting numbers. Uh, for one of the clients, we doubled his sign-up rate just by putting a video on the front page. Mm. Uh, and for another client, we decreased their support emails by 25% and basically freed up a guy's uh, one day one day of a guy's time per week um, by making him not go through the same steps uh, on a support query. Uh, so these are pretty good numbers, but because their stats are private, I can't expose those. And really, to fulfil my aims of education, I want to expose real Google Analytics data. Mm. And so I'm doing an experiment with Show Me Do at the moment, where I'm using videos on the sales page to increase the conversion rate, and I'm recording the stats, and I'll be exposing those stats in their raw form on my blog, and then going through a number of A-B tests, trying out different videos, styles, presentations, uh, different ways of including the video, all to demonstrate exactly the right ways to increase your conversion rates uh, using screencasts. Okay, brilliant. So where do people need to go to look at your blog in? So you need to come to my blog. That's blog.procasts.co.uk and Procast is spelled P-R-O-C-A-S-T-S. Now, have you got any tips for people that are just about to embark on, on doing some screencasts and do's and don'ts, Ian? Absolutely. So one of, the, one of the first things you should do is think about who your audience is, first of all, so you want to be, you want to isolate uh, one group of people that you're presenting to, and then you want to craft a script up front. If you sit down and you just blather away for ten minutes, uh, trying to come up with things on the fly, you're going to have lots of ums and ers and gaps, mm. and the video is not going to be very well targeted. No one's really going to want to watch it. But if you know who you're presenting to, what you're teaching them, and you keep your script to two to three minutes, I always try and aim for two minutes, then you've got a really snappy, nice presentation. Mm. You'll get your message across, and 80% of the viewers then will just understand what you're trying to explain, and they'll move on straight away. And if you go and start with the online free software like Screen Toaster, then you can get up and running with, uh, without paying any money, uh, and you can just experiment for free. Do things like Screen Toaster make it easy to embed the video on your site? So with Screen Toaster, the video, you've got a download link and you can and they embed the video in their site. Uh, and I believe you can embed that video into your site. Certainly you can upload to YouTube and you get some analytics out of that for free. Mm. Uh, and then you just, uh, you just take the video uh, and you embed it into your site. And alternatively, and I'm in, uh, including this in my screencasting tutorial that I'm running on the blog at the moment, uh, you can download the video, put it into your own site, into some FTP space, and then using free JavaScript tools, embed that video, no adverts, uh, no YouTube, related video links uh, just your video in your site being played to your users now you touched on something really interesting there because when I first started this conversation with you I was thinking oh crikey yeah this would be really good for people that perhaps have some software that they've developed Mm -hmm. or maybe they're a consultant and they want to show people how to do basic stuff but you mentioned support and I'd forgotten completely about support I mean you know commonly asked questions you know, a common. How do you do ABC? Where ABC is a very commonly asked Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. One of the question. One of the uh, one of my clients here in Brighton. They came to me and said that one of their guys uh, was basically losing a day a week. Uh, answering a query for users to their subscription service, how did they stop paying every month? 
and yeah. they would be a bit confused about the process. Uh, commonly, they weren't terribly web-savvy users. They needed hand-holding. They wanted reassurance that they weren't going to get their credit card cancelled by going through the cancellation process. Mm. Uh, and so they kept on phoning up and uh, sending in emails. And so I created a video, a very, just a very slow, well-paced video, five minutes long, going through all of the steps, lots of reassurance. Mm. And then overnight, uh, this chap stopped receiving support requests and one day a week was freed up. And so that's a fantastic way just to stop spending your time and money repeating the same questions, yeah. answering them, uh, and instead get on with developing your product. So Ian, thanks so much for talking to us. Now, of course, your website for the Procasts is... Procasts.co.uk And if anybody wants um, help, uh, then obviously go and visit there. Ian, what are your plans for the next few weeks? I know you've got some requests, haven't you? Uh, well, my, my big plan is to, is to run a campaign to help everyone get a screencast into every website. I really want to see more people adopting the technique of screencasting. And so once I finish the nine-part tutorial, I've got a few episodes to publish uh, in the next few weeks. Once that's finished, I'll be publishing a new series on the blog discussing how to get a screencast into your website, why you need it, and how it will increase your conversions and everything you need to do to get those screencasts in there. Well, some great tips there. Ian Oswald of Procast.co.uk. Thank you very, very much indeed. Thanks very much, Andy. Well, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, we would really like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, send them to info at ai-digital.com and feel free to send in MP3 files as well and we'll play them. If you're a subscriber, we'd like to thank you for your valuable time. If you haven't subscribed yet and you'd like this show delivered to your earbuds automatically, you can find Internet Marketing on iTunes. Just search under the Business and Marketing and Management categories. Or you can find us at FeedBurner at feeds.feedburner.com slash academyim. We'd also encourage you to leave comments on iTunes. Well, this is Andy White signing off, wishing you the best until we see you next time on Internet Marketing.